100% Real with Lisa Cabrera. If you heard about the couple that went into a dollar store and the four-year-old walk out of the store with a $1 Barbie doll without their knowledge. I mean, kids do that. I mean, it, look, like I had said before in videos, I've seen white people stealing in stores, children and adults, seen them stealing in stores. So for the Phoenix police to go over the top the way that they did was just downright laughable. And I didn't care for the police chief because, you know, although this is a black woman, she was still trying to find a way to put shoplifting on the family. And, you know, and I still would like to know who this 911 caller was because the 911 caller just straight up lied to get the cops out there in the first place. So ladies and gentlemen, I got this from the True Royal family. I want to thank her. They had a town hall meeting. And in the town hall meeting, it got pretty uh, emotional and pretty explosive. You know, the panel thought they were going to come and do the usual, you know, patronizing you and, and trying to just pat you on the head and tell you, oh, we're investigating things and all that stuff. And that wasn't flying. I think many of us know what they're doing now. You know, they come, they do the town hall meeting, make it look like they're showing some concern in the community. And at the end of the day, these police incidents continue on nationwide in this country. It never changes. So if you are not going to do anything, then why do all of this babbling in the first place? So one thing I'm glad our people are seeing through that kind of stuff now. We are seeing they are literally insulting our intelligence with a lot of this talking that really goes nowhere. At the end of the day, these police departments will protect the cops. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a win-win situation for the police officer. Number one, even if he gets fired, he can always go to another jurisdiction and get hired. So, and they've been playing that game all around this country. We, we have seen cops kill people like Betty Shelby, and then turn around and get hired somewhere else. So when you really think about it, the cop never lose in this whole thing. They, they're in a win-win situation and the unions in this country made sure of it. So I'm going to go ahead and play this town hall meeting. It's pretty long, but not boring. 
and I think you will enjoy it. James would like to say say a few words before we get started. Um, I, Thank you um, to the mayor. Not your, not your, not your, not your, not your, not your. I got you. To the mayor, Mayor Gallego, Chief Williams, Roy Tatum, representing the East Valley NAACP, and also the Arizona State Conference of the NAACP. What we have represented in these two roles are victims, family members of the Phoenix Police Department. I just want to take 60 seconds to speak to the fact that this is not the first time that we've been here in this space. Um, however, this is the first time as chief, and this is the first time as mayor. But in 2014, the city came together, the community came together to address the concerns of the Phoenix police after the death of Michelle Crusoe, after the death of Romaine Brisbane. And the city was on high alert when Ferguson erupted, Baltimore erupted, and many city leaders was scared that Phoenix was going to erupt. But I want to show that many people that are here right now were protesting outside peacefully of the, of the Phoenix police about the conduct of the police. And so I want to commend, I want to commend our community. I want you to be able to acknowledge the community that still trusts you when in 2018, Phoenix Police Department led the nation in lethal force or death by a police officer. So let's have a serious conversation. And I want, I, I want to step out of the way because I'm honored that the families trust us to, to allow us to represent them. But I want to bring up Jacob Harris and the Jacob Harris family. Some of you may have heard these stories. Uh, and some of you may have never heard these stories before, but I would love for you to allot the time to fully hear from the victims of the Phoenix Week. So Jacob Harris, his family representative. My son was Jacob Harris. He was 19. He was shot in the back by the Phoenix Police Department. Tom Horn had to sue the city of Phoenix to get the police report. So, Chief, you want to talk about transparency? We had to sue you to get his police report. I got his police report today. And it's inconsistent with this secondary autopsy I had performed on my son. Your officer, David Norman, who shot my son in the back, I don't understand how you allow him to still be on the patrol. My son was the third victim of that police officer. You understand that, Chief? 
the third victim of that police officer. He killed three people before my son. And I just want to I just want to read you the summary of this uh, autopsy that was performed by Dr. King. This young man was reportedly shot during confrontation with law enforcement. No specific details regarding the incident are currently available because you guys will release the police report. To this pathologist, nothing less, it is clear he sustained two distant firearm injuries, one to the lower back, the other to the right, lumbar region of the back. Both wounds share similar general trajectory traveling from back towards the front. From the right to the left of this man, the similar paths would be consistent with unchanged, with rapid succession, so relative position of the shooter and the victim remained unchanged. Your police report says he was running. The upward trajectory is consistent with this young man bending forward. So not only was he not running, he was standing still and bending over, probably going to his knees. It is unlikely considering that he had, was moving. Also, <clears throat> it is particular that he had bilateral facial trauma, abrasions and contusions to the temples, considering it unlikely that he fell more than once. The most likely impact was between two structures, resulting in simultaneous impact. Local reports are that the man was possibly reaching into a vehicle. If that's true, the bilateral temporal injuries could be related to an opening door and a door frame. So which means he never moved away from the vehicle. And I want to know, I want to know one thing in your police report. They say that my son was shot twice in the back and laying face down in the dirt. And then they shot him, shot him with a bean bag. Then they released the canine to drag them back to him. So my question to you is, why didn't they use the beanbag first? Why didn't they release the canine first? Also, Chief, here's, here's an abstract from uh, David Norman's interview that he had with KTAR after December the 12th, 2017. He did an interview, he was at uh, one of the little things that you guys have called Shop with a Cop. KTAR asked him, did he have one final quote? He replied with a laugh and a grin and said, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. Okay? When he killed Greg Urin on March 8, 2014, he was only on that scene 60 seconds and shot that man in the head. Then prior to that, on March 2018, he killed Stephen Haddock. Then on January 11, 2019, he shot my son in the back like a coward twice. This is your SAU unit. This is your 21-year vet that you allow to patrol this area. Okay? So it's sad that this young man had to be brutalized by the police. But if he wouldn't have been brutalized by the police, he wouldn't be here tonight. He wouldn't have gave us this form because I asked Mayor Gallegos, I emailed her department, and asked for a meeting with her. 
They told me they would not have a meeting because of the open investigation. How's an open investigation if you guys are already charging the three counterparts with my son's first degree murder? That's all I ask you to do, Chief, is I ask you to do the right thing. Do the right thing. And if you can't, step aside and let the Department of Justice step in and go through your police department if you have nothing to hide. That's all I ask. I don't want you fired. I don't want you fired. I want them officers fired. Because I had a, I got a personal family friend that's a 22-year sergeant in your department. And that man told me two days after my son was murdered that it was already circulating around your department that you guys messed up. And it was an unjustified kill of my son. But the worst and the best I could get would be you firing him because he would never go to jail. And that's sad. And I ask you, Chief, one thing. Have your SAU unit investigated because my son is not the first one they've killed. Thank you. We won't, we won't get to the, this is a community conversation. Now, like I said, we're going to hear some tough, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to hear some tough commentary. They, they will respond. But this is the family's time. This is the victim's time. Many people have not heard these stories before. The, the world, the world is watching Phoenix, Arizona. And right now we want to hear from Edward Brown and Edward Brown family. How you guys doing today? Um, um, Chief, I waited a long time to speak with you. After laying in the hospital and seeing you on the news and um, giving your comments and what you know about what has happened to me. Um, I remember one thing. Every time I see you on the news or wherever I see you, the thing that I remember is when you was asked was I unarmed? You hesitated to even ask that, to answer that question. When I looked at you, it was like you didn't even want to answer the question because you guys knew you was wrong. You knew I was unarmed. As much as I would like to go into details about the situation, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to allow my attorney to do that because This, this situation has changed my life dramatically. When you look at me and I'm sitting in this chair, just look. I don't have balance. Your officer took that away from me. I can't even sit in this chair without holding on to something. I can't bend down and tie my shoe without holding on to something. 
I can't even use the bathroom normally. I can't even get a good night's sleep because this haunts me every time I close my eyes. When I get up in the morning, I have to have help getting up because I'm stiff like a corpse. It's a blessing that I'm sitting here and I'm alive. You remember who I am. I'm going to say this and I'm going to pass the mic to my lawyer. But I look a little different from the original situation. I used to have dreadlocks. I used to be a lot skinny. But God said no. I look healthy. I am healthy. As much as God want me to be right now. You remember me. It was about nine months ago. I was a person that was able to jump above the rim. Now I can't even move without sitting up in order to move myself from one place to the next. I'm going to leave it like that, but I just want everybody to know Officer Silva, he's a coward. He is a and I'm going to pass the mic to my lawyer with that. Good evening. First of all, I want to thank the police chief and the mayor and everybody on this panel. I've never been to a meeting like this. I've never had a case like this. Um, it's sad. A couple of things are sad about tonight. I, we all walked in together, all of the family and the victims. And then I looked over and I said, where's Edward? I want to sit with Edward. And the first thing they said to me was, you can't. He's in a wheelchair. He has to sit separately. So that just said it all to me. His life is different in even the most normal, under even the most normal circumstances. He can't even unite with us uh, physically sitting with us. He walked into my office and um, I couldn't believe what I saw. And without hesitation, I said, you know, when do I sign up? I have diligently represented him and I continue to do that. I have to say to this community, I am so grateful that people finally know about Edward Brown. Thank you. From the minute I got this case, I screamed to the world on deaf ears. Did you hear about Edward Brown? And nobody cared. I went to court for my uh, hearings, for my status conferences. And I went there with Edward alone and his wonderful uh, support with him, his wonderful, beautiful uh, partner with him. But we were alone. It was an empty courtroom. It was always an empty courtroom. I would say to everyone, this dear person that has been, become the spokesman for 
all of these families and is a pillar of this activist community, Jared Maupin, I would say, Jared, how is this not on the news? How is this not on Don Lemon? How is the world not screaming from this? And Jared would say, it's hard. It's just hard. When I go to court, I have to tell you, and this is all on the record, so I'm not saying anything out of school. You guys can order the, the, the record of the hearings. The prosecutor stands up there and he says, and the court says, are there any victims? And the prosecutor says, and this is true, yes, Your Honor, I am representing the victim, Officer Sylvia. <laughs> Officer Sylvia. And every single time I go to court, I have to say to the judge, wait a minute, Your Honor, the real victim here is my client, Edward Brown. <laughs> and the person... And the person that should be on trial and the perpetrator of all this is Officer Sylvia. This is screwed up. This is not the way I learned it when I went to law school. <laughs> this is not the way I learned it when I became a public defender in 1980. This is not the way it's supposed to be in America. <laughs> So finally, and finally, and we are representing Mr. Harris as well, and frankly, I don't, I've been at this a long time. I'll just represent anyone who needs representation, but there aren't enough hours in the day. We're representing Mr. Harris, and we're representing other victims because, boy, when they walk in, how do you refuse this young man who's never going to walk again? So finally, when we got when we got wind of this through Reverend Maupin and we heard this dramatic story, the first thing I said was, nobody's ever going to believe this. And um, they said, you don't have to because there's a video this time. There's a video. And so. Through these wonderful people, we've brought the attention to everybody because finally there's a video of what happened. And the one thing I would say to the chief is, please, why are they trying to put my client in prison? Not only is he going to have to live as a paraplegic for the rest of his life, but they want to put him in prison now. So I would say when you change the way you do things, please take a look at this. And this video is not just about this family, but it's about everybody that this happens to. Thank you. Next we have the family of Sandy Slayton. Sandy Slayton. That was you. She just did hers. So now, basically, I want to acknowledge Drayvon Ames, Aisha Harper, their two young children, beautiful four-year-old. Come on, step out. Step out. 
I just want to say that the city and the department needs to tell the truth, needs to stop demonizing this family. Let's, let's nip that in the bud right now. Let's hear from Drayvon and Aisha. We just want to tell you guys that nobody should ever try to justify what happened that day on that video. Nobody. Nobody. That's insulting. And that hurts. That hurts my family. That hurts all of us. That hurts people around the world. That's just very, it's just inappropriate. The video and my daughter, Island, say hi. Hi. She was the one who walked out of the store with the doll. The police is trying to come after her. They're trying to hurt us because she took a doll. And it's just, it's, it hurts to see that this is what happened when someone shoplifts or whatever. If you think it's about stealing or whatever, mass murderers get walked down and without a scratch. Without a scratch. Without a scratch. And I want to thank God for shielding my family that day. I really do. Because no kids should see that. No should see some terror like that. She has not been the same. We play close attention to her. She has not been the same since that incident. My one-year-old should not have another man grabbing on her with force trying to pull her from her mother. That's wrong. I had to hear her scream, locked behind a car, helpless. That's wrong. And that that is just it's wrong. It's evil. It's all right. This is the, the little one year old he wanted me to put on the floor right here. All I want is for the officers to be fired. This justice, at least a little justice will do since the other families haven't been able to get justice. And this is not just for us, just like how we see Jacob Harris family, Edward Brown. There's this happening all over the world, and we are so lucky to be alive right now. They're so lucky for the bystanders who in the community said, hey, stop that. They spoke up. They stopped those officers. We lucky for the lieutenant. Um, she was looking at that guy like, what are you doing over a doll? She was disgusted the lieutenant. She's a white lady. I don't know her name, but she just looked at that guy, Christopher Myers, in disgust, and I keep hearing his name. It just makes me sick to my stomach. I have nightmares of barrels at point at my face, and I just think how I couldn't save my daughters. I don't know what was going on while I was locked in that car. They took me away, and he went to them. That's wrong. And all over what? 
For what? I just want to say something real quick. I'll make it short. Make it short. When Edward Brown got arrested, Let's please. they wanted to charge him bail. Please be respectful. When Edward Brown got arrested, they wanted to charge him bail. Please be respectful. I post this $5,000 bond. When Jacob Harris's son got killed and wouldn't no church bury a gangbanger, I found a church to have the funeral in. When this family here came to me, they came to me because they knew we could deliver them justice because he's the cousin of Michelle Cousseau and that family, even though she's not back, are millionaires now. What I'm here today to say is this. What I'm here today to say is this. No, it's not about me. It's not. Hey, everyone, let's please, let's please hold, let's hold, let's hold, let's hold, let's hold. This community needs healing. This community needs healing. So, so, so thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to these powerful stories of the victims. Thank you to the victims for sharing your most difficult moments. There are, there are parts of this situation that we cannot comprehend. There are parts of the situation that we have nightmares over and haven't even seen it. I, I, I tell my son to watch out for that. You'd be doing your business and you could end up like that. That's scary. That's scary. Thank you. Thank you for your strength. Thank you. I just like to say, I just like to say, if you guys could please just be quiet and allow this man to speak. Because when my son could not find a church, what, listen, listen, you guys want to know what the Phoenix Police Department did to me? Okay. After they murdered my son, before they came and notified me, they served a search warrant on the apartment and kicked the door off the hinges and then lied to the apartment complex and told them they apprehended a murder, armed robbery suspect. You understand that? Got him evicted. While I'm trying to bury my 19-year-old son, the only person who reached out to me was this man. And this man found a church for me to bury my son in. And none of you guys know what it's like to use a 19-year-old son to a police actions. So please. Give this man some respect. Hello. I want to bring this young man to your attention. Officer Meyer, who attacked Drayvon Ames. You know, the department is saying they don't know what's up with that guy. They, they, they're saying he's a good officer. But I brought this young man here tonight because he was attacked by Officer Meyer, too, and there's video of that, too. And we, we are going to let him speak. We are going to let him speak. But we're, we, we, we say that 
Thank you, All right. My name is Dante Patterson. The situation I have with Christopher. My name is Dante Patterson. The situation I had with Officer Christopher Meyer transpired January 15, 2018. I was pepper sprayed as I was walking away. It's all, I have all the video evidence and picture of everything. And I also want to let you know, Chief, and I also want to let you know, Mayor, that I tried twice to file a complaint through the Professional Standards Bureau. So he does not do that conduct again. And you guys ignored me. And look at what happened. My main concern was the same thing that Officer Meyer did to me last year. I didn't want him to do to anyone else. And you guys didn't listen to me. And just know that I'm not going to stop until something is done. I'm not going to stop. And for you to sit here, police chief, and say that these are less than professional, that is so disrespectful. Call it what it is. Transparency, right? That's the word you use, right? Call it what it is. I'm not the one. I'm not going to stop. Y'all going to hear from me. Dante Patterson. I would also like to say that as is true for the pattern of many of these cases, I believe that Mr. Patterson has also been charged with a crime. So I, I'm not, I don't want to hog any more time. I want to say one thing that I think needs to be changed because I have a tremendous amount of respect for the police chief, for the mayor, for the police department, and most police officers are good. And I admire the chief for everything that she's accomplished. But let me just say one thing. When somebody does something wrong, you want to know how you can change. The mayor, the police chief, if I was, and I'm, I could never hope to be, but if I were in a position of power like you have, I wouldn't try to, I wouldn't say, oh, we apologize, which I was really very thankful for, but then release videos justifying it after the fact as if to say as if to say if you've shoplifted and i'm certainly not saying that my clients did that video helps us not anybody else but let's say it was the worst video in the whole world let's say they took every single item from that store does that justify police brutality no 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 Thank you. All right, so uh, we are going to to continue the conversation. Um, now, if you if you haven't guessed by now, this is a very sensitive subject. There's a lot of emotion in this place, and there's nothing wrong with that.
So the, the first comment that we're going to have is going to be at this microphone with Savannah Taylor. Next will be Jessica Week. Please forgive me if I mispronounce your name. And then here, the family of Hector Lopez on this microphone here. One, two, three. You'll have between two and three minutes. I'll give you a flag at two minutes. I'll give you a flag at two minutes so that you know that uh, the time is getting ready to expire. And if you can help us by concluding with an idea that will help solve our big problems. I, I hear what you're saying. The victim, the victims have have mostly left. We will, we will, we will ha start the conversation with the community. We'll take a break after about ten. We'll allow, we'll allow. I, I was talking and I was explaining your question, so please be respectful of me as well. Okay, we're gonna, we're going to. Allow All right, y'all, this is buffering a bit, which is perfectly fine, though, you know, because it is a very long piece of audio. So what I will do, I will do this in parts, and this will be part one, and then we'll pick up with part two because it is pretty lengthy. But I definitely think this is worth listening to so you can see how the community addressed a panel and on that panel was the police chief and the mayor of Phoenix. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this kind of stuff is going on around the country constantly. And people are literally getting tired. And in some places, folks are at their breaking point. This is why I say a lot that things must change. We cannot be led into the future with these same people in charge. We simply can't. And the reason is they will not change their ways. They're going to keep going out and policing the Black community in a manner, and they know damn well, the people that sit around and agree with this know damn well if this was happening in their neighborhood, they would have a fit. But they are convinced that we need to shut up and just go along. Well, shutting up and going along is no longer an option. It's not. And it goes back to what I was saying. These folks, they represent the past. They are not our future. They can't be part of any future with oppression going on. And just like I stated to you before, if you allow them to stay in charge for another thousand years, they will bring oppression and racism and subjugation for another thousand years. And that's not going to suffice for many of us. We are changing in our whole direction of thinking. Black people want reparations. We want to really be free and we want to be left alone. And that is never going to happen unless 
we get our reparations and we permanently separate from these people. See, they have not even figured out how to shut down reparations, all the talk about it. They want it to go away. It is never going away. See, you can't stand and say no, and that's the end of it. Those days are gone. If we can't know peace in America, you won't know what it is either. Plain and simple. I want to thank my audience on this podcast for coming out. And please be on the lookout for part two of this town hall meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, after Drayvon Ames and his pregnant fiance, Aisha Harper, and their two children were accosted by a police officer over a $1 doll that the four-year-old took out of the store without the parents noticing. And the 911 caller in this whole thing, I hope you burn in hell. I hope the Most High will never give you another peaceful day on this earth. And I hope that unrest passed down all through your generations. No one in your family should ever have another peaceful day. That's what I wish on you. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our pod. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm just all messed up here. That concludes our podcast for today. Thank you for coming. And please come each and every day, ladies and gentlemen, to listen to my podcast. Peace, family. <laughs>